Hi, I'm mashed potato. Hi, I'm miso soup. I'm strawberry milk. And I'm Peking duck. And you're listening to We Don't Have a Name Yet. Today, we're at my house, and it is a beautiful day. Um, I have my dog Susie sitting in my lap because she really wanted to be a part of this podcast today. Say hi, Susie. (laughs) 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 Susie is doing really well now uh, post-dentist visit and she's almost back to her normal self. I think Doc has a few things that she wants to talk about today. So I was reading an article early this morning um, that looked at people who move to different countries and what qualities they have that allow some people to adjust better than other people. And they were saying that um, people who move from what they call a tight country to like a looser country, so countries that have a more rigid social structure and more rigid um, kind of social norms and, and rules um, to countries where those rules are more relaxed. So they gave an example like Brazil, for example. Um, so people who move to a country that moves lighter on social rules have an easier time than people going the other way. And also people who have a more agreeable personality um, also do better. So I was wondering, seeing as Miso is the only one of us who has moved to a couple of different countries for uni, what would you say are the qualities of people who adjust better to different countries? I see. So I do think that I have an agreeable personality, I think. And I agree. I agree. <laughs> we are all agreeable. So uh, I think I do adjust better, but it's also because I've moved around all the time. Where have you moved to? So from China to Russia, Russia to Japan, Japan to China, back to, and even in China, uh, we moved around to different cities, and then I moved to the UK, and then from the UK to here. So, but the thing is, she has not really adapted to this country. There are still a lot of things that really bother her about Australia. Yes. Do you find that um, there's like a minimum amount of time before you adapt? Not really. I did. Um, it depends on the country. So in Russia, it was really hard, but in the UK, I think I got I blended in very fast. It's also uh, I think it's based on your personality as well. Whether this culture agrees with your personality. What was it about Russia that you didn't agree with? I guess people are very mm, serious all the time, and then. Yeah, I mean, they do drink a lot, and then... They you also drink a lot. But then they drink really a large amount of alcohol all the time. So that's Russia. I, I don't know. I guess it's also because when I was there, there were not a lot of um, peers. Like, people, people, are, people are older than me. I was there. Did you go for school? Yes, I went to school, but the school, uh, I talked to people who are not Russian. So it was, uh, it was a rather international school, and I talked to people who are 
mostly Martina. Mm. Super great. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you in Russia? Uh, that was two years. More than two years, I think. Towards the end of the two years, did you find it easier? Yeah, definitely. But uh, I guess, I think um, the first half year and the, the first half year is always harder to adjust. Do you have any techniques that you use to adjust to a new place? Um, I guess you always start with people at your own age. And then you through them you get to know more people, and then you select the people who have the common interests with you, and then that's how you go. It's just like making friends anywhere. Yeah. I think you're the kind of person that um actually strives to try and do your best because I know some people when they move to a different country they tend to stick to. People similar to their own culture, and then that sort of stops them from learning more about the new place or speaking the new language.、Um, did you have any issues with that? I feel now it's an interview. <laughs> <laughs> we are interviewing because、you. we have no experience <laughs> with this yeah, really. Yeah.、Uh, yeah, I guess you have to be open to other people from different backgrounds and cultures. That's a very uh, key. Um, Personality for me to adjust myself into different cultures, and、uh, also I guess、um, you have to remember it's okay to make mistakes. There's nothing to feel embarrassed about, and、uh, I always say I'm foreign as an excuse all the time. So <laughs> your excuse for anything is I'm foreign. Yeah, that works. Growing up, like, did you grow up in a very international environment in China, or was it? I guess my family's my mom is not as open-minded as my dad, but my dad, um, my dad is an open-minded person, and I was raised by my grandma, who's um, who's a very cool lady. So she travels a lot, even though she is now. Eighty years old, she still travels. That's really cool. I want to know more about your grandma. <laughs> yeah, my grandma is really cool. When? How did she start traveling? Like when did she start traveling? Uh, when she was young, because my granddad died a long time ago, and then she she started to lose her friends as she grows older, and then she started to travel a lot, so she could meet new people. And then,、uh, actually, she brought me to Russia because back then my parents were not、uh, at the same place, and then I had to.、Uh, so I was raised by her. I had to stay with her, and she had some business partnership with some Russian people. So she just brought me to the border. That was amazing. Yeah. So the next topic I wanted to talk about was if you made your life. Into a movie, what would that movie be like? What would you want it to be like? Not a tragedy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't really want my life to be like any movie. You just want to live your life like no, plain. No, I mean, no, I mean, if you made a movie of your life, if someone made a movie of your life, what would you want it to be like? I'm more of a.、Mm, I don't want a movie made. Like it's not that I want it's. 
I don't think a movie is the sort of life that I want. Oh, you know what? I think you would be in more like a documentary style. I would prefer <laughs> more like those, you know? A nature documentary. Yeah, nature, nature documentary. More like, I prefer more like life to be very simple, like in those like sitcoms. As in like, what I mean by documentary, it's like the it's day in the enough. life, the day in the life of mashed potato. What did she do all day? From this to that. Yeah. I, I think I I don't want it to be like a movie. I don't want anything to happen. I, I just... Mashed potato wakes up at 6.30. Mashed potato goes to uni. <laughs> I am still alive. Yeah, I think life... I, I'm very happy with my life being just nothing. Okay. What about you, Miso? I was thinking about um, these... Female friendship themed movie? Like the sisterhood thing? Yes. They build on friendship, things like that? Yes. Okay. For me, I want e- action and something <laughs> exciting. <laughs> what sort of action? Like Marvel? I want something action. fantasy. <laughs> fantasy? Avatar. No, so I want it to be where one day I realize I harbor some sort of <laughs> hidden power. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's exciting. I want to be able to feel like, oh, I have this special power and I'm not a normal human being and then I can unleash this power and then maybe live secretly with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then on the side, like a romance kind of thing. (laughs) Do you just want it all? (laughs) Mainly romance and fantasy. What 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 is the closest movie to that that you know? I'm not sure. Because like at all? No, because most of them are male leads, right? Captain Marvel. Yeah, but I don't want to be blasted by some strong photon blast. No spoilers. (laughs) Oh yeah, she hasn't seen it yet. No, I want it to be something more like I develop a hidden maybe. um, Get bitten by a spider. No, not like that. Maybe just discover one day like someone comes to me and be like, "You are like." You're a wizard. I don't know. You contain some special super gene or power. Which, I think you're like, getting a bit old for this. Down. You're getting a bit old for One this can correlation. Dream, right? One can dream. <laughs> Anyways, and I'll have like special telepathy or like telekinesis abilities. Or I just don't want to be a vampire or werewolf. That's one thing I don't want. <laughs> Why? The magical, I think. Talking about, um, actually, it's okay, you go first. But you asked me why. I think it's just more of maybe because I watch a lot of Korean dramas and I read a lot of mangas. That's why I'm more in the mindset of I like action, I like adventure, I like roller coasters, things like that. You like roller coasters? I don't mind being on one, actually. I used to be so scared, but I think after going on it once, I'm okay. But the only thing I really can't stand is um, free ball. The feeling of gravity. Mm. Inertia. Yeah, I hate that. I see. I can't deal with that. I also don't like it. Like what about you, Duck? <laughs> <laughs> I I would want my movie to be a psychological like thriller, like noir thriller, <laughs> action adventure, set in a dystopian universe, kind of like a mix between Blade Runner and Star Wars. And I would be. Are you gonna be on the receiving end? 
of getting no, no, killed. No, no, no. I would be I would be a pilot of a spaceship and my co pilot would be an alien dog and we'd travel the universe solving crimes and saving people. Why does it feel like you'll fit right into Rick and Morty? And it will be directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> she has very specific dreams. I have I have very specific dreams. I'll be your sidekick who will fight for you and uh, Mashed Potato will be the one who builds your spaceship and Miso Miso is going to supply the dog (laughs) (laughs) He'll travel to multiple countries to find the best dog (laughs) I actually had a sci-fi related question Yeah. So I was watching a video earlier and they were talking about this idea of the connector which is a Sorry, connect term. Connect. How do you spell that? Connect. Ah. And apparently, what it is is that they can map anatomically all the neural neural pathways of your brain. And they were asking the question of if you could put all of that data into a computer, so anatomically, structurally. We have talked about this. Like right? the uploading your consciousness yeah. thing. In the cloud, would that be? Mm. I don't feel any different. I don't think it would be me. I feel like I would still be here, and then whatever gets uploaded is just a copy of me, and they will have their own feeling of. Like, I think I will still be me here. I don't think it would be the same because part of being me is being in this body. Have you watched um, Westworld? Yes, I've watched the first season. Oh, you guys need to watch the second season because there's a part about it where everyone, like, they get their consciousness gets uploaded. And the main girl, she said, even though they're uploaded into, like, this system and it's, like, a beautiful world and everything and they've lost their physical bodies, she doesn't think it's real. No, like, um, because the world was dying, right? So they uploaded all the copies of their mind and gave them, like, this beautiful world to live in, but at the same time, they lost their physical bodies. So their brains and everything, they were alive in this system. But then the girl, the main girl, she doesn't believe that's real. She said, I'm still not free. I'm technically still trapped within this fake universe. What do they look like in this world? No, they look human. Like, the image and everything is the same, but um, their actual bodies are gone. So, like, I feel like if you upload your consciousness into a computer, it's not really you because part of you is just being in your body and reacting to the environment around you and, and all of those, like, sensory things that are happening and how can you have that if you it's very, it's very hard to say, what am I? Like, I am nothing without the external. But then it's actually cooler if you think about, um, so we've talked about this, about how scientists in the old days could reach their peaks when they were 20s or 30s. 
but nowadays you have to accumulate enough to get enough um, fundamental knowledge in order to develop more but the thing is not necessarily I mean if you're talking about pure science like that then sure but if you're talking about like inventors or people who like the person who made Facebook and stuff they're quite young yes but in to some extent I don't think that's um, that's no science but the thing is science back then would not be like science now I mean when they did science they at like when you're talking about like Newton and not well Newton was quite yeah. old there they to them science would be just as new as say like Facebook would have been when Zuckerberg made it but then again if you want to explore the all the science of the knowledge your lifetime is not long enough if you think it in that way your body is just a container that and then this actually limits your exploration because you only have to you think you don't have enough time die. to learn yes you everything die. yes you die with this body you get your mind gets limited by the body what do you think of so when we're saying that our consciousness gets uploaded is that version of ourselves also able to respond and like develop their own thoughts is it like that or is it just like at that point of who you were just at that exact point and it's not going to develop it's like what if i took your brain not your brain but everything that internally mentally makes you you and i just put it in a new body and you just keep developing from there um and then am i getting rid of my old body um, yeah. who cares what happens to your old body? No, as in, like, for example, if my old body disappears, then I guess I have no choice but to feel like the new version is still me. But if my old body is still there and I'm still functioning as myself, and the new consciousness, it's like a, a fork pathway, you know? I still feel myself, but the other version of me develops, and they become their own self, then I wouldn't think that's me. Yeah. Yeah. But there is no way for your body to keep going. Of course, there's, I mean, if, if say your body did die, it was gone, and you were forced into this new body, do you think it would still be you? I'm not talking about we're actually transferring your memory. It's not like your whole consciousness is going. This person that you are now has to die. You'll lose this consciousness. And then whatever it is is copied over and reproduced in another consciousness. Oh, so you won't feel like it's you. You physically won't get transferred and feel like you're walking in a new body. That's what no. I'm thinking. Oh, like, then I wouldn't feel yeah. like it's me. No. Yeah. I Do you don't see get any problems. You don't see any problems? I'm very open on this one. Um, I think to some extent, you know that our the cells in our body would change completely every seven years, right? Yes. Would you say that still you? But your consciousness is still you. It's you like still feel you, Yeah, right? but if you think about the consciousness you upload on in the cloud, then still your consciousness but it's a copy of you i mean sure yeah, I'm, i mean i'm perfectly fine with them it. using it no. and they can make a new me but i'm still here i i feel like with your sense of self it's it's more to do with memory like i i feel like i am still a continuous person even though my cells renew from you know when i was born up to now but if you make a copy
copy of my brain put in something else, I won't have any memories of what that yeah. brain is doing. Yeah. So I feel like that's not me. It's like cloning. When you clone yeah. a person, I'm not that person. You, you don't feel what they're feeling. Yeah. If they made like a hundred copies of you, would you yeah. think they're all you? <laughs> I think if uh, those one hundred of other me have the same consciousness and the same memories, you think they're still you? They are just me. They are copies of me. I would say they are a copy of me, but from this point on, we're different. Yeah, of course. You from this point you get to develop, or you get to develop in different ways. Mashed potatoes, like even if you make a copy of me, if that other copy of me goes to eat chocolate, I won't be the one tasting the chocolate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, but that's from this point on. You get uh, to develop them in different ways. Yeah, but, but I think part of the conversation is, would you do this? Like, if you to prolong your life, would you make a copy of yourself? And it's not like a yeah. It's not like a. I'm not, my life will not be prolonged. Maybe I will allow someone who acts like me and is like me to live on, but it's not me. I wouldn't for other reasons, but I still think if the if one person that has the same cells, same consciousness, same memories, I think that that's me. I do believe this parallel universe. I. To some extent, I am okay with parallel universes, but this concept is just like, it's just not me. I think what Miso means is like, you acknowledge that physically everything is you, it's, everything's identical to you. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about consciousness, then the moment we split into two, it's different. But they're still us because it's, they're physically us. Yes. But yes. then the question is, if science develops to the point where consciousness can be transferred so if you're uploaded into some sort of cloud and then this body loses consciousness yeah and you're still you would you be okay with that yeah why not i think i'll be okay too actually yeah it's a bit strange but i think maybe like the idea that i can still retain the feeling of being myself then i'm okay but if if um i were to die and a new version of me were to appear but i don't get to feel like i'm the one being conscious in that body, yeah. then I won't be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Although part of your argument for the first point my, my was that you'd have yeah. the knowledge saved there. I mean, one more thing is that I don't really think the body is that important as mm. part of the self because yeah. it's actually a very important mystery Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you get I place, you place more importance on the mind than the body. I I also find the mind quite important, but like I would not do this consciousness thing for to retain knowledge. I would I would not mind having my mind wiped and relearning everything. Isn't it more maybe like what Miso thinks is that this human's lifetime is not enough for our brain to develop and learn what. I should yes. be more. I know she. That's what she thinks. But I don't think so. Do you think that's the like that's your purpose in life? Your meaning? No, I mean feeling is also important for sure. But then you don't really need your body to feel anything. She's a true scientist. <laughs> yeah. I just I I feel like with evolution, as time goes on, the things that we think are hard to learn now will become easy to learn. I just I. Don't 
that's that I, I feel like without like constantly having to relearn things there is no progress we don't die I mean yeah if we don't die and we can continually just keep building up knowledge I don't think there is a point there is nothing like a lot of new stuff comes in from someone having to understand okay. it from a different perspective here, here's what I think so um, I think there's a thing called Mary's room so if you put this person in a room that only has black and white yeah to some extent if you give Mary a computer and then ask her to google everything like she could learn everything outside of this room yeah from that computer do you think she would be able to learn about the color but you can have you can google color Google has color. Oh, you, you mean Google is also <laughs> in black and white? Yes, yes. So you mean oh, her okay. vision actually is black and white? Everything up to her room, feels black and white. But after after she gets out of the room, she would see the color. Do you think at that moment when she sees the true color, she would learn some no. new things? Why not? Because for example, if every if your vision, everything you see is black and white, even if Google shows you a picture of a color green, it's still gonna look black and white to you. No, no, she's not saying that. You ca- you're color blind. No, but in this room. In this room, if she, then she's asking if she is then introduced to a new color, is she just gonna see that as black or white? Uh, I mean, if she gets out and then she sees a new color, she so before she gets out of the room, she had already known everything about the color. For example, red. She oh. knew the spectrum, the feeling. Oh, so she sees red everything. as a gray or something. She didn't in see the, the color at this visual thing. Yeah. But she knows everything about this color. Yes. Do you think when she gets out of the room and she sees that She's color, not going to recognize it? She would she would because she knows everything about that color. Why would she recognize it? If she has never seen red as red, if it has always been black to her, then why would she recognize it? So it's more like a concept. So you can understand the concept of red. Yeah. But that's everything about the red. But Do like you think she would still learn something new when she sees the red? Yes. But oh. if, for example, someone was born blind, but they learn everything about what a tree looks like, and they learn that it's green, but like obviously they've never seen what green looks like, they've never seen it, and the moment they gain sight, are they going to recognize a tree? I don't. I think they're going to have an idea of what a tree. It may be of a few things that this thing could be, but you do learn something from having that. New I observation. Don't yeah, why would why would you you think that, that she wouldn't learn anything new about the color red? I was, I was thinking that you were meaning it sort of like I was thinking that you were meaning it sort of like like as humans we learn four dimensional things, but we are not able to sense the fifth dimension. Yes, that's true. So you know, some fish under the deep sea they don't really have uh, eyes. They can't yeah. like visualize anything. Yes. To some extent, I think we are the same. No matter how uh, how many years we've evolved and how many we will uh, be evolving, you think we will be blind to that dimension? I think we still have this limit because. But then, why do you think that uh, by living longer we will be able to surpass this limit? I I don't think that's what I said. I don't think 
by living longer, we could uh, we could somehow uh, learn more. I would say we get rid of our bodies, maybe. Yeah. I see. Maybe we are limited by our bodies. So you mean like maybe just we a totally touch, new perspective? We can we can see, we can uh, feel. That's that's what our that's part of uh, being in this body tells us more more about maybe the I get that, but I don't feel like l I need to live a longer time to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that we should live longer. I don't think I don't want to live forever. I'm I don't want to live longer than this 60, <laughs> 70 years, please. <laughs> I'm just saying when you say upload your mind or consciousness, maybe it's a different way we could feel Possibly. So what if you upload your consciousness into a dog? Maybe you'll learn different <laughs> things, right? <laughs> do you, wait, yeah, do you think th that you, all you need is a consciousness to feel? Do you not think that a lot of the feelings we have are as a response to chemistry and like physical things that are happening? The neurons and the neurons. But how do you have a neurons in <laughs> your consciousness? Yeah, but maybe you can feel it in a different way, but I'm gonna upload you into a fan and let's see what you use to feel. <laughs> what are you gonna use to feel? Uh, yeah, well, see, here's the thing you would never know how this fan feels <laughs> because you are trapped in your body. You are human. You are corrupted. Mm, I guess so. <laughs> or like if you were to upload yourself into an octopus, you'll be able to feel first for the first time how having eight legs feel like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to take someone else's subconscious away. <laughs> well, she's willing to offer herself. The, you have to remove the. I don't care about her. I care about the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Octopus. What happens to the octopus consciousness? Parasite. Maybe she'll just like I will absorb it. I will become. Then, then you're just gonna absorb the octopus's real <laughs> consciousness. I Got it. Put my hand on your head all the time. To them, it'll be like alien invasion. I know, right? Mind control. Milk. What were you gonna talk about? So I'm gonna talk about pet peeves. I'm sure everyone has a pet peeve of some sort. Um, things that you just really can't stand, or you personally don't really like doesn't have to be to the extent where you have to point it out each time. Um, so one of mine, for example, is I really don't like it when people lick their fingers before touching paper. That's gross. So I know that maybe... Um, I'm okay with it if I don't have to touch the paper. <laughs> <laughs> but for example, if someone's going to give me a plastic bag, I don't really want them licking their fingers to open the plastic bag to give it to me because I don't know where their fingers have been. I don't know if they have a cold or something. Same thing about if wait, someone's wait, giving wait, wait. me... Wait, wait, wait. Why is the... I don't know where their fingers have been is the problem here. <laughs> their fingers can be surfacing. anywhere and not have licked it and you wouldn't know. <laughs> if their fingers were touching dirt or something. If their fingers were on the keyboard and the scratch you don't know what's box. been on that keyboard. Oh yeah, if they were picking it, that's bad. <laughs> but they could also still touch They could do without this without licking. licking and you'd still have whatever it is okay, on their fingers enough. on your bag. But 
the idea of transferring saliva and then inking it onto whatever you're about to take. Yeah. You can't deal with that. Yeah. An extreme case of this was at the pharmacy. This man, he basically licked all ten of his fingers, all ten of them, on every single page. (laughs) (laughs) And he was alternating between two thumbs as well. Mm. And I just didn't understand why do you need to lick your fingers for every page? Because afterwards when I took the script from him, I could see the wet fingerprint mark on it. Ew. I know, I just don't know. Do people realise that? Probably not. And I do find that most of the time it's the older generation who's doing this. I think it's more of a habit of their generation. Um, I mean, we wouldn't be licking our fingers normally anyway because we're so afraid of the stuff we've been touching. Yeah, like that. I'm I'm really scared of what germs might be on my fingers because I'm touching keyboards all the time. I'm touching tables all the Their time. Their generation doesn't have such a strong concept. Their generation grew up before antibiotics. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are your pet peeves, Duck? So, my pet peeves are, one, slow walkers, which is a very common one. Oh, that's me too. But, <laughs> I'm, but I'm a very slow walker too sometimes, but I just really hate having to walk behind people. <laughs> other one is that secretly I'm a really one of those really annoying people who likes to correct people's grammar but in my head <laughs> and so your, your pet peeve is people with bad grammar bad grammar but I never outwardly show it so especially um, when people um, what do you think about this one Miso? I, I don't ever notice it <laughs> thank you uh, for me so for me it's more of I just can't hear half the time what she's saying <laughs> Yeah, because I mumble. Yeah, she mumbles a lot. So, the plural possessive. If I have a bar of chocolate, and it's my chocolate, Duck's chocolate, and Mash's chocolate. Yes. Ducks and Ducks Mash. and my chocolate. You mean your? Wait, you Mash's are. Mash's and my chocolate? Sorry. Are. Mash's and my chocolate. Yes. Rather than Mash's. Mash and my chocolate. Some people are like. Why would you say mice? Are you talking about like, for example, no, I keep mice. Are you saying oh, for um when people go, me and my friend, it should be my friend and I. There's that too. There's that as well. But but what if it's two other people? What if it was Miso's chocolate and Milk's chocolate? Then how does that go? Miso's and Milk's chocolate. Chocolate. So so Wait. what the problem here is mice. Who's mice. saying mice? Wait, okay, just scratch that completely. I I think I got really confused, but when it comes up, I'm really annoyed about it. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's like when people, like, like, for example, daughter-in-law. Like, if there are multiple daughters-in-law, it's daughters-in-law, not daughter-in-laws. Oh, yeah, it's daughters-in-law. Yes, Yes. because the in-law is an adjective. What are my pet peeves? Mash says that while staring at me, so. (laughs) (laughs) Me, so. You're my pet peeve. You are my pet peeve. (laughs) Um, I can't think of anything. We'll get back to you. What about you, Miso? I can't think of anything. No, you know how today on the train you were telling me you don't like it when people eat with a oh, lot, right. lot of sound? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am a messy that Mesh will agree, but... Definitely. Yeah, so, but the problem with me is that I would, um... I would make food everywhere. 
and that is better than people who eat noisily. <laughs> I just can't bear with people eating with noise, like big noise. How big noise. noise is big noise? Like that. So the chewing sound. The chewing sound, and then I really, uh, we were talking about how some people eat ramen with the slurping, the slurping, sound. slurping sound. I couldn't bear with that. Well, what I if you're I eating and Japan. talking? What is eating and talking? Yeah, so eating and talking is something that I find really difficult myself. But Wait, difficult as in you can't do it or difficult because you really want to do it but it's bad? No, it's because it's bad and I don't want to do it. So I can't deal with people uh, talking to me with their mouth full of food. Okay, because it makes yeah. the sound, right? Yes. Because it makes the sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with the with the view but i'm not okay with the noise it's the noise that annoys me a lot i see i'm not too too bothered about it (laughs) because i think my when someone's eating and talking to me i'm more focused on what they're saying that i i think i subconsciously just filter out the sound oh yeah unless we're not talking our friend who just submitted her thesis yeah she constantly eats with her mouth open <laughs> i used to yeah get <laughs> I, I did notice that when we went out she does then, that yeah and then this sounds really bad but i also don't like her talking so loud <laughs> in the <laughs> restaurant i i cringed for her so much i'm very used to it I think how loud is she she is quite loud what she listen to this podcast <laughs> She I hope not. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> I think Do you she mean wasn't... like she talks loud, or as in she chews loud? She no. She her voice. She her voice projects. Oh, like like no other person I know. <laughs> I should learn some of that. You skill. should learn. You both should learn how to project <laughs> your voices. Wait, Nash, how yeah. can you dislike slow walkers? You're such a slow walker. Well, <laughs> when I'm with you guys, I will walk slowly. When I'm alone and I need to get somewhere, I need to get somewhere. And there's always, especially in the city when there are lots of people, I hate those people who... With no purpose. With no purpose, mostly. Because some of them will just, like, randomly t- walking in front of me and then stop and then turn around. And I'm like, yes, I, that. I need to change direction right now to avoid this person. And that's so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, One of my other pet peeves... You have so many. <laughs> Milk. That was the the one I mentioned before was my biggest one. But yeah. like this other one, not all the time, but I don't like it when people jitter their knees. Oh, that also bothers me. Because it makes me feel I like, it. yeah, I, I mean, I grew up with, you know, my family telling me that I shouldn't be doing that. And um, some people do it and it just gives off the feeling that they're very impatient and very annoyed yeah. or yeah. easily irritated. They're very yeah. fidgety. Yeah, fidgety. So... I mean, I can understand if you've been waiting like three hours somewhere and it's just been ages, you're jittery, right? But if you haven't been sitting down long and you're just jittery, I mean, I don't know. The guy I'm currently seeing is like that. And oh, then really? It really annoys me. You should make him stop. Even though I didn't say anything, it really <laughs> annoys me. Sometimes their knee hits the table and the <laughs> table vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, like, I don't really think I don't think I have many pet peeves. I can't think of any. Anyway, 
What about when something's not aligned? Uh, we just fix it. Yeah, I would just fix it. Mm, what about something Mac-related, computer-related? You would just fix it. And there's nothing really that, that bothers me that I can't fix. There's just slow walkers. Oh, Humans. things that you can't fix. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but is that really a pet peeve? That's just not the case. Humans that you can't fix. Things that I can't fix are very problematic to me. Emotions. Yeah, those things. They're not really pet peeves, though. They're like just hates. <laughs> <laughs> Already at the level of I hate this. We've talked way too long. So we're going to end the podcast here and continue on in the next podcast. See you later. See you. Bye. Bye.